Have you been searching for something healthy and natural to make you feel better and get you back on the up and up? Let me introduce you to Life Cycle Mushroom Tinctures. Life Cycle is now transformed into an evolutionary mushroom biotechnological company that harnesses the great potential mushrooms possess. Life Cycle's mission is to deliver the highest possible ethos attached to the incredible professional products to those who wish to upgrade their wellness and reach their true potential. Let's start with Turkey Tail for your gut health, Rishi for relaxation, Lion's Mane for focus, Cordyceps to help your body realize its true natural potential, and Shiitake for your hair, nail, and skin support. Head on over to CigarStoreIdiots.com, look for the Life Cycle link, use CSIPOD10 for a promo code to help you save some money today. So you guys like coffee? Well, good, because we've partnered up with the best. Blackout Coffee Company is America's best small batch coffee. The true patriotic roasters of Freedom Nectar that lets you stay on your grind all day, every day. Blackout Coffee Company offers signature blends, single-serving coffee pods, and several types of loose teas. You can order those as needed, or you can join a monthly subscription. Head on over to CigarStoreIdiot.com, look for the Blackout Coffee Company link, and make sure you use promo code Rob. W10. That's R O B W10 for some immediate savings. This was never about money for us. It was about us against the system. That system that kills the human spirit. We stand for something. To those dead souls inching along the freeways in their metal coffins, we show them that the human spirit is still alive. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, Cigar Store Idiots. I am Rob, and you, sir, are? Arlo. And you, sir, are? Cousin Johnny. Golly, fellas. Um, it's fall, y'all. Ladies, if you don't like sports, you may not like this episode. But uh, we're going to be as funny as possible, so just hang in there and see what happens. We're going to let the dogs out. You <laughs> might, at least, <laughs> at least let us get past the woods of Florida, because uh, it's... There's a new lip gloss company apparently that I want all of you guys to know about. Is it Red Winger? <laughs> Sexy Red? Yeah. It's like uh, Little Wayne and Cardi B's aborted fetus. Oh. See, she reminds me of. Oh, Red Rocket. Anyway, so uh, yeah, we'll get to that here in a bit. I so just threw up in my mouth. Thanks. Um, Thanks, Rob. This is going to be the episode that we should have did a long time ago, uh, but it is it is football season, and we are from the state, of, great state of Georgia. And we all probably had some sort of stock in Michael Vick's career, whether it be football cards or sports memorabilia or stuff like that. Uh, and uh, he was uh, dubbed as the Michael Jordan of football. Arthur Blank wheeled his broke ass, put ass <laughs> sat out on the field that day. He said, where's you like me to roll you, Miss Daisy? And, you <laughs> I mean, and that's what I was saying. I didn't realize that he was the highest paid player in the NFL at the time. Yeah, dude, he uh, – like, Amazing, it's unreal. But before we get to that, we've got a we got a few things we're, we're going to brush up on with as far as the sports goes, and we're going to do our our picks on this episode as well. Uh, so you guys stay to the end of that. Um, wow, NFL season started, and we got two major players going for the season. One of them uh, a couple of weeks ago, our opening week, uh, Monday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers uh, suffers an Achilles tendon rupture. Uh, on the was it the first play of the second third? It was the, the first game. series he was at, and he was running for his life. Yeah, and uh, pop goes a weasel. Yep. season's over. Maybe career. He said he's coming back, but uh, I don't I, know, man. He's he's not a Tom Brady. I don't think he's got the conditioning and the way that dude was. I just don't see him being able to do it. He may know some shit out of the jungles of the Amazon to rub on it and uh, make a difference. Say, that's true. <laughs> if anybody could figure out the medicine man's tricks, it yeah. would be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think it was disgusting too. I had uh, noticed where some people, because you know, Aaron was against the vaccination. He did not get vaccinated, and uh, he's very adamant about the reason why he didn't get vaccinated. And once he tore his Achilles, I saw people saying, nah, go rub some horse dewormer on it, and it's sure to fix it real quick. Yeah, Keith Oberman needs to go eat a bag of pickers because he was one of the first ones. He's yeah. so irrelevant now. Yeah, he really is. And that's the only way that he can stay I'll be honest. in the limelight is to, to throw shade on favorite. He Me was, too. but I didn't know he was still in it until you just said his name. Yeah. That's how irrelevant he is. I, he's not even on a major outlet. 
No, but he was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Him and Dan Patrick, I Sports mean, Center every morning. That's what we, me. we yeah. grew up with. I think that Oberman probably is one of these guys who wears a mask in his own house with and, gloves. Yeah, and and doesn't and has everything dropped at his door, door delivery only. So you know what? I bet he's one of those that probably wears his mask below his nose. He probably. What about the damn governor of New York coming out saying that they needed to mask up again after the CDC came out with a study that said it don't do shit? It it doesn't do anything. It's never done anything. It's not going to do anything. Um, but, hey, I see it every day right here in the great state of Georgia. Every oh, day. Every day. I'm I just know, like. Man. And then because where I work, I wear scrubs every day. And if I, I don't change out of them, I mean, I'm not going to put on another pair of clothes to to walk around the house in or go to Walmart. So I go to Walmart and these little old ladies or these, these, uh, these, these branch Covidians look at me when I walk in with, uh, my scrubs on and I don't have on a mask and they look at me just like they're appalled that I don't have a mask on. So, uh, keep being appalled. Not going to wear one. If you think that's nasty. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, and then the other injury that happened uh, on Monday Night Football. What is it with Monday Night Football? Man, they got to take it off the schedule. Uh, we absolutely love Nick Chubb. Uh, he is a he's a pretty much a hometown boy for us. He's Cedartown, Georgia, about fifteen minutes from where we live. So we watched him grow up and play football at Cedartown High School and do the things he did and got drafted at Georgia and just you know he's been like the epitome of a good. Human. Good human. Everywhere he's been. Um, every year in the off season he comes back and he works out with the kids down there at the high school. And he, he, he actually helps out with their track program. He yeah. if you go to any of the track meets during the season, it's all he always shows up rooting those kids on. I mean, he's really involved at that school. I don't know for a fact that he's put money into the football program or the athletic program, but they uh but they definitely have some really nice things there now. I remember one year they did a thing, uh, and he, I think he got the whole team brand new helmets, which was, was all. Anyways, he by far is one of my favorite players, uh, and not just because he's from here and not because he went to the University of Georgia, but just because he's just a, a damn good person. And, uh, man, he suffered his second serious severe knee injury. He did one in Georgia against Tennessee. Uh, was it his sophomore year? And then uh, Monday Night Football, man, he just took a hit. And and I think we all saw the same thing. I think we all feel the same way about it. And God knows I hope I'm wrong and everybody else is wrong about his, his prognosis and his recovery. But but uh, one time, fix that thing one time, and okay. Fix it two times? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I you know, we just, we just pray for it. You can that, fix it two times. I just don't think. Yeah, him carrying that football is going to work. And then I know that the the defensive guy for the Steelers got started taking a little shit because they people were looking at it saying it was a dirty hit or whatever. And I agree with him. I agree. He made a statement. He said that uh, somebody was on his back. It was like goal line and play moved so fast. He goes, "There ain't nobody in the league trying to tackle Nick Chubb up around his shoulders. Nobody. No." And that's the thing that nobody understands watching the NFL. That game moves at light speed compared to college, which right. moves at light speed compared to high school. So if you're used to going to Friday night football games, boys and girls, the NFL moves at light speed. You're making split-second decisions. And just like he said, heck, the size of his thighs, you ain't going to really take no. him down. Just and watch it, Oklahoma. And he, <laughs> Yeah, and he even said, too, he said, I, I, I'm, I'm the last person that would want to want to see him. You know, he's good for the league. He's good for the, good for the NFL, and I would never want to do anything to hurt that guy. He said, but I'm never trying to tackle Nick Chubb around his shoulders, never. And, and unfortunately, his foot was planted when he hit him, and, and you know, think, and you, you know what happened happened, so it was. So, but we wish him all the best, and uh, hopefully we can get back out there and get him on the sideline soon. If not, you'll see him – you'll definitely catch him at the bowling alley in Rome, Georgia, in the offseason for sure. So, I've probably been asked to leave there a couple of times because I've been stalking him trying to get pictures and, hey, and interview. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, remember that time you ran that touchdown with shoe off? <laughs> against Clemson I was there I told everybody about you I said that's Nick Chubb <laughs> he's from Cedartown Georgia so um so yeah man I hope I hope you know for the f- sake of uh NFL I hope he hope he gets better and I, I just want to have good quality of life man shit football is just a game I hope that man has a better it just it, it, not an injury that keeps him from having a good quality of life that's the most important part so. he's a good dude he'll land on his feet he is or Okay, I'm a little. 
him cousin Johnny set me up there. You can't do that to me. Well, I'm just don't set me I, up. I son. literally just lobbed it up there and you, you let did. it drop. So I thanks, did. Rob, I did. I appreciate it. I did. I've been going to church just a bit outside. Just a bit outside. <laughs> um, the other thing, what is going on? Ronald Cunha's one home run away from having a forty and three stolen bases away from having seventy a forty seventy season, which is unfreaking believable. I mean, it's crazy that he hit the thirty sixty. I can't imagine. I mean, he's the first person to do that. I mean, yeah. this is one of those records you're not going to see broken. Never. That ball he hit to dead center on Missed. a 3-0 pitch that painted the inside corner. They, they interviewed several – Nolan Ryan, Will Clark, and all of them, Pete Rose too, and they all said the pitcher didn't do anything wrong. That's where you want that ball. Right. Inside 3-0, make him dribble it down. No. A four hundred and seventy something foot Freaking missile. Missile. That's it. That's it. It's good. He's just, he's just a freak of nature, man. He's only going to get better, guys. If he can stay, if healthy, they can stay healthy. And if he, he, I'm going to tell you, he's got to stop acting goofy running the bases too, because sooner or later, somebody's going to put one in his ear hole. I mean, it's going it's it's going to happen sooner or later, you know. So and it might happen in, he, in the post. He don't like getting pitched on the inside. Uh, he might want to knock that shit off. So. Uh, and it's speaking of the postseason, you know, we're in, we clinched the division, but man, we're not playing good baseball right now. No, we've shit the bed on the best league uh, record it, in baseball. But yeah. what is it that are they choosing to do that? I don't like, play, you know what? Are they trying to give some other guys some playing time? No, I think the bullpen is just not what it was. That's not good. The, the one person said one thing, which I can agree with, which I think was fair. They said, I would rather them do it right now and get it fixed before. I mean, we got nine games to go, so let's. Please, God, let's get it fixed because I do not want to get bounced in the first round. And, look, I'll be honest with you. Whoever we play first right out of the gate, they're going to be after us. we don't have a great record against either either one of those two teams coming in. God forbid the Phillies get in there again. No, in the history of the Braves, they always struggle first round. Yep. Always. Yep. I mean, didn't Morgan Wallen just sing the song for us? I mean, it's the 98 Braves. He was heartbroken. Oh, God. I didn't think he'd ever make one of these podcast episodes, but there we are. Here we are. You like Morgan Wallen? How many times have I got to lob something up for you and you just let the damn thing fall? That's two fucking times I've done it, I'm off. You are off your game. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you sick? He's not taking his Rishis. No. Look, I'm going to be honest. Like, uh, y'all know, uh, we had decided we were going to do this episode about Michael Vick before y'all guys left the last time y'all was here. And what day was it? Wednesday? Or no, no, no. Tuesday. I was like, hey, let's do this. This is a great idea on this episode. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I completely forgot we agreed to do this. Idiot. So if anybody's listening and would like to donate any ginkgo biloba to Rob's behalf, he would really need it. I got to get back on the old life cycle mushroom tinctures. I need to re-up my supply. So did y'all see anything? um, About the water in Georgia, all of it from the tip to the bottom is poisonous. (laughs) What is going on with that? They found forever plastics and chemicals in it. Doesn't matter. You have to boil it. We're, they're shrinking our penises, and they're making women infertile. They're getting rid of us as a civilization. Slowly with surely. Started with Ohio, and it I just would, floated down. I think this would be a great time to tie in the word turbidity. Have you guys ever heard the word turbidity? No, please enlighten us. I learned that thanks to uh, Miss Tori that I work with. I hope you're listening. Turbidity. Uh, that is the haziness or the quality of the water mainly due to erosion that we're studying right now that we're getting ready to do a big stem event at the school that i'm at and uh yeah turbidity so we're just going to say that turbidity is playing into the fact that we've got shitty water right now and thanks rob uh and josh i mean arlo jarlo jarlo son of a bitch gosh so now Thanks, I've revealed gosh. it. All right, just hit, just cut it off. Cut my mic off. Now nah, you're screwed. We don't edit it this show. Oh, is it just a ploy on us to get by to buy water filters? Is that what it is? No, we can get us a Brita. We got a brand new water system, filtration system. Our taxpayer dollars are going to pay for. Just, I don't think any of that shit's going to work. I can't believe that you had to point out you're shrinking our penises. That's what happens. Apparently, the, the plastics in the water shrinking your penis, and it's making women infertile, and that's how they're going to stop. People from that's how they're going to get rid of civilization. I feel like I'm George Costanza. I mean, it just got out of the pool. And we're going to put AI in charge of everything because we need intelligent, intellectual decisions made for us without human emotions. It's Wally. 
It's the cartoon Wally, and we just didn't know it. We're all fat, lazy slobs, and we're just floating around space. Oh, man. I want to say something that happened at a football game last night we were at, but I probably had to save this for off camera or off air because uh, somebody might know this person that I want to blast, but I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. Um, let's get to this. Let's get down to the, the brass tacks, fellas. Let's get back down to uh, what the Florida? What the Florida? God dang it. You guys, ladies, you can go after this one. And most men probably will too after I get done reading this one. So, um, so let's get into it. Thanks for uh, <laughs> you wanted to hear the story. Don't lie. Well, you said Red Rocket. My Here we go. interest is peaked. On today's What the Florida? Y'all know who Sexy Red is? Sexy Red, the new rapper with uh, her hot single Pound Town. No. Stop. Whose net worth is already at $400,000. Who looks like Cardi B and Little Wayne's aborted fetus had on a pink dress. Am I lying? No, I saw that Am picture. No, I saw, I saw that picture and they were like, I look just, was that the one where she goes, I look just like Rihanna. And somebody goes, yeah, with downs. Yeah. Yeah. No, she said, I look like Rihanna hands down. It's like, nah, you look more like Rihanna with downs. Um, sexy red has came out with a brand new lip gloss line. It's dropping drip dropping soon, fellas. Um, she's got all different flavors and they are from the lyrics. Have y'all, have you seen the lyrics on this song? Hold on. Why do you say the, na- listen, I can't do it. Listen, I, I did a, what did I do? Uh, I did an Instagram reel and I, I, uh, what do you call it when you do like the, split thing you do edit it yeah i do edit it and i was like i had no idea halloween city was still open you can go back and find that one on uh on our so the new flavors coming out dropping drip dropping soon is uh coochie juice booty hole brown coochie pink sex on my period gonorrhea Gonorrhea. yellow discharge and knew it I knew nut had to be in there. Oh, I knew it had to be in there. Because if it wasn't, I was going to be disappointed. Fellas, like I said, she's already worth $400,000. Y'all, I'm dying. I'm dying reading these lyrics. I, I, I'm dying. I would play the song, but... I would I get canceled. I, yeah, when they would pull it, this episode. Why are we giving people like this a plat? We're talking about her. We're talking about her. The same reason the Kardashians are still relevant. It's the same reason she's got $400,000 in the bank and I'm going to work every day. Y'all, she looks like a damn... She looks like Lil Wayne had a sex change. She's hideous. I mean, not even how ugly she is. Y'all got to look at these damn lyrics. And you can tell she before she had all them, them tattoos on her face and her neck, like earlier... Okay, there are already messages telling us to stop talking about her. <laughs> Too bad, guys. We're gonna. So, but yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's something you want to rub across your lips. Some gonorrhea. Yeah, what does discharge. that taste like? What's that taste like? Yeah, I, 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 discharge. Who? What company said we're going to try to emulate this as best as possible, Miss Red? We want to get it as authentic as Lancome possible. Lancome Paris. Tastes like some pennies. I mean, it's like I was chewing a mouthful of pennies. I mean, I feel like I, I, I feel like we could come up with better lyrics. I, I, God, y'all, we are giving these people too much time. We're giving them way too much credit, and uh, people are buying their music. Y'all, they're buying her music. I don't. What is her wrong number, with our society these her, days? The further up we go, the the farther down we fall. I'm telling you, it's it's the damnedest, it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. So, speaking of stupid, how would you like to come from a impoverished uh, government housing and sign a big paycheck for sixty three million dollars contract for sixty three million dollars and then squander it all away fighting killing dogs and not have one thirty for thirty, but Dose thirty for it 30s. was so good they had to do it two times. So uh, the unfortunate story of Michael Vick 
Take it away, Arlo. He was born in Newport News, Virginia on June 26, 1980 to Miss Brenda Vick and Mr. Michael Bodie. He was the second of four children. His family grew up, like Rob said, in public housing. That was infamous. In the ghetto. For drug dealing, drive-by shootings, and many other forms of violence. Sports was a way out for the projects for many. It proved to be the way out for Vic, but... He was nicknamed as a child bullet because he could fly. He could fall in a deer's face. I'm going to tell you right now, he probably could. I guarantee it. He developed a, as a fine young quarterback in high school and then headed to Vautech in 1998 with a college football scholarship in hand. After spending the 98 season as a red shirt, Vic made his Virginia Tech debut in 99 and became an instant hit. His laser-accurate throwing arm was only one of his attributes because Mr. Vic had a penchant for rushing that football. Racking up, Rumbling, humbling, stumbling. Racking up 580 yards and scoring eight touchdowns in his first season and another 636 yards and nine touchdowns in 2000, he was seen as the potential superstar who was transforming the quarterback position, leading many heading to the Texas sport betting markets and wagering that Vic would become the number one draft pick in the 2001 draft. And guess what? They was right. They was. He signed with the Atlanta Falcons for a staggering six-year, $62 million. Who went – who do we – we traded to uh, San Diego. San Diego actually got LaDainian Thomason out of that deal. Boy, I'm under – And another – they got a couple other picks. I think it was uh, – who was it? Dwight um, – little white dude was fast as hell. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tim yeah. Dwight? Yeah. Is that it? I think so. Now, I didn't know this, but he only played in eight games and only started two his rookie season. Yeah. Um, oh, don't you remember Chris Chandler was our quarterback? And I remember yeah. going to a game, and everybody was calling for his head. Like they, and, and, you know, unfortunately, Chris Chandler's family was treated very terribly inside uh, the, uh, the old uh, dome. Jump, the Georgia Dome. They was treated really, really, really bad by people that want to see Michael Vick in there. So, Yeah, I mean, he was – and even afterwards, when he came back and played for the Phillies, he led them to the playoffs. Yeah. There was one game where him and uh, Deshaun uh, – God dang it, what is his name? Watson? No. I was about uh, to say, that's only a Deshaun. Wide receiver. Oh, I know who you're talking about. They had like seven touchdowns. Vic had seven touchdowns, I think, in that game. Like seven freaking touchdowns in the game. He Six threw one in that game from like the 20, and it landed on the 20. On the – yeah. Yeah, all the way down. He, in the air. That's like, and that's it was like, off his back foot thrown against his body. Yeah. That's that, like John Elway strength. Yeah. That, yeah. Did you know that he got drafted to play baseball? All those all, – and that's what nobody wants to understand. He didn't limit himself in high school, and these kids think that limiting themselves is going to do them so much good, but you're not strengthening the other muscles, and therefore mm. you're prone to injury more. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, we can go down the – Jack Nicholas could have played baseball or football. He chose golf. Those yeah. guys were the phenomenal athletes at everything. Chipper Jones had a full ride at Clemson. We've said that many a time. Yeah, I think uh, Russell Wilson probably should have stayed with the Colorado what, what Rockies. Was, what was the What was the uh, Heisman Trophy winner that came out of Florida State? That was the starting quarterback. It was a fantastic quarterback and gave it up and went and played point guard for the New York Knicks. Charlie yeah. Ward. There you go. Yeah, I mean I, that, I, these guys are phenomenal. You. I, he, but he. This is a crazy thing. Was he got drafted to play play baseball, and that Joker didn't pick a baseball up after the eighth grade. Like he didn't, he didn't even touch a baseball after the eighth grade. Wow. And then NFL or uh, NBA te- or damn Major League Baseball teams trying to pick him up. So who was it? And he had what? Remember Algie Crumpler was a hell of a. T- he was a tight end for the Falcons. That that same group of people. Yeah. And he was a hell of a basketball player. So Tony what, Gonzalez. What was thing. the guy that? Um... Played for the Braves, and then he also played for the Falcons. It wasn't Dion; it was after Dion. Brian Jordan. Brian yeah. Jordan. Yeah. Yep. Jordan was a hell of an athlete. Yeah. Had the biggest fucking calves I've ever seen in my life. Capsilla. Dion. Man, that's a whole other podcast in itself. But that dude ran a touchdown in the NFL and hit a home run in it's the same, same week. Same well, week. I remember um, the Braves were in contention. Lasorda helped him fly in a helicopter mm-hmm. from the game. To Atlanta to start. Yep. Come landing in the middle of Fulton County in a helicopter. Dion's the real deal, man. Still is. Yeah, no doubt. He ain't got but eight toes, but he still <laughs> Guarantee he'd probably beat me on a sprint. Shit, he could beat me for sure. Even so. in that little golf cart of his. 
See, the only thing that with Vic, and you go back and look, it was that one game. It was the game that they played against. Uh, who was it? They they had a – they didn't win. It was it was this college game right before they got brought in. I didn't even know who the guy was. And then I watched that game because it was a televised game. I want to say it was a – what bowl game was it? Do not remember? Mm-mm. But I remember that was his debut, and he come in and lit Shh, it up. Man. Brought he, him back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he uh, It was against Florida State. Um you talking about the national championship? Yeah, game? they got blew out forty six to twenty nine, but uh, he brought them back from a twenty four a twenty one point deficit and took the lead on them. And it, I mean, it was like we can sit here and say, and and I'll go I'll go down the list. Everybody's all about Patrick Mahomes where he throws the ball and he can run and scramble. That's great. Uh, you take a look at Lamar Jackson; he can run ball, scramble, throw the ball. He's got a great arm too. They wouldn't they wouldn't even in comparison. To what this man could do. I was just think about Vic and that. Not even close. That one game of Vic, I think they were playing, it was overtime. They were playing Minnesota Vikings. Yep. And he takes off on a scramble and he just takes off and the two DBs converge and they're just coming right at him. And he literally goes right between them and they hit each other. They had a 10 yard angle on him and he ran right between them, running together. And if you never got a chance to watch him play, man, you got to go back and watch some of the video because when we talk about, and he was a left handed quarterback too. And we talk about just the flick of the wrist, and you talk about the twenty to the twenty. That that shit was. We didn't have a wide receiver fast enough to. to he, I mean, we didn't. Could you imagine? He could throw it farther than most punters could punt it. Could you imagine Julio Jones being being on that team? How many touchdowns that dude would have? But didn't Vic used to set up the trash cans at practice just for fun? Just to and throw them in? And he'd stand well, that, on the yeah, other that, side of the field. That just started to with the quarterback you were talking about. They got into a con- – that's how where that started. They got into a contest. And then it kind of caught on virally. All the other quarterbacks had to try well, it. Which is what's crazy because it really started with Elway. Yeah. John Elway was one that used to do it because that's what they used to laugh with Elway as they asked. They said, hey, did have you ever been able to uh, – what would they say? They said, you, you ever got a ball? Out of the stadium, talking about baseball. He goes, "Yeah, I mean, I was standing at home plate when I threw it, but yeah, I cleared the fence." I mean, that's he's just unreal. the guy. I mean, he's got an unreal arm, yeah. and that's what I think. But they said he used to do that for fun and set the trash cans up and could put it in, in it every time. I forgot who Elway was getting drafted by, and he's like, "Nope, if you draft me, I'm going to play baseball." And then he ended up in Denver. I forgot who it was, but same thing with Eli. Yeah, but if you take a look, man, like he was, he was. You got people that are fast, and this guy had world class speed. He had like Tyreek Hill speed as quarterback, and if he got loose, they went. They want a DB in the league that could chase him down. Like nobody could. Ch- I remember watching. We go back to talk about Dion. I remember Chris Carter uh, when he used to play for uh, the Vikings, and he was a hell of a hell of a wide receiver, fast man. And then he had uh, was it Deontay Culpepper throwing the ball, and like so. He was always throwing it deep. Chris Carter caught one. Man, he was gone. Ain't no way. Dion come out of nowhere, chased him down. He was like 15 yards behind him, chased him down, tackled him by the back of his head. Um, Michael Vick had Dion Sanders' speed. He had Dion Sanders' speed, and he had an arm like, man, like a rocket, like Kenny Powers said, like a fucking rocket ship. <laughs> but uh, we all watched it, man, and then every week it was like, I think I got the same feeling in my stomach. When uh, Mike Tyson would fight, like, you know how you get the butterflies and you can be all hopped up and ready? I mean, I was that way every weekend the Falcons would play because you just never knew. He had home run, like, home run uh, ability every single time he touched the ball. And when I say that, I mean, he could take it to the house every single time. And if Atlanta had half, if they were 20th in defense for team defense, there's no telling what that team could have accomplished. No doubt. No doubt. But. But you start seeing the like you started seeing the 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 change though you did you started seeing things change uh, and, and what I noticed like when I started noticing it is the way he was dressing coming to the press conferences and he did not conduct himself as a businessman he looked like I remember I even made a statement a lot somebody put his clothes on with a slingshot you know and uh, the way he started carrying himself and like it just. Most of these guys, and we talked about Chubb earlier, most of these guys can't go home. Mm-hmm. We've got some guys locally from Pepperell that played in the NFL. They can't come home mm-hmm. because everybody and their brother comes out of the woodwork, and it just they'll nickel and dime them. And it'll wear you out because you want to be the good person. You want to help somebody out, and you just can't. 
And unfortunately, during the offseason, he'd go home. Yep. And it didn't help that his cousin, his daddy's, would have been his daddy's brother's son. His high school coach's son? Yeah. Or was his nephew? I can't remember. I think it was his nephew. Basically, it all started going downhill in 2007, and that's when a police warrant was issued on April 25th as part of a drug investigation to his cousin, Davon Bodie. And during that investigation, they uncovered a illegal dogfighting ring that just so happened to be at a property that Mike Vick owned. That's when it all went to shit. He changed his name to Mike. It's Mike Vick. <laughs> and three months later, him and three other men were indicted on federal felony charges for their role in operating an interstate dogfighting ring. And Vic was the money man behind Bad News with a Z, Kennels. Yep. And not only did he own the Kennels, but he was directly involved. They got the receipts of dogfights. And they even uncovered some deceased dogs and found some injured dogs that had taken part. And um, it wasn't good, man. Uh, when it went down, just like you said, you can't, like what you said in the beginning, you can't trust everybody. You, 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 people that, people that you, it, it goes back to him going home, going back home. He's staying involved in that same group of people, and I think probably initially he's thinking that he's going to help some of these people. He wants to get them out of that out of that area. He wants to bring them, you know, you know, he wants them to have what he has somewhat. He wants to help them. And some people, man, and we all know this, and even when you listen to this, you you can relate to this. Some people you just cannot help, and they will drag you down with them. They will drag you down with them, and they will step on you to get out, to get up from where they are. If they have to, and that's why I think that's what happened to him. I think he got involved with these people, and uh, the only dumber thing that he could have done would have hired a family member as his agent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your or like your dad, like Benny Testaverde did. Yeah, shit, that poor bastard. Yeah, but the, he did a um, he did a podcast with Tyreek Hill recently, and Vic talked about how he, he there was one person that he had in his life that actually had told him. You know, that he was being an idiot. And he makes a comment. Vic says, I wish I had a father figure or somebody in my life. And to be honest with you, I did for the most part. But not to the point where somebody was like, yo, man, you can really screw all this up. Ain't nobody came and said, this is what he said, ain't nobody came and said, bro, you can screw all this up. He said that one person did. And I'm not going to say his name. He said, but the younger Michael Vic didn't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. He said that one person tried. He said, but even after everything, I just... I didn't want to hear it. He even I think I watched some of that podcast too uh, on a video or something. Probably might have been on TikTok, but he he even said, "I can't blame the people that was around me." I, he said, "I won't do that." He said because I knew what I was doing was illegal. I just thought I'd get away with it. You know, I just didn't think. He said that he grew up in that environment and dog fighting was a thing. Like it was just like I mean, go to the Hispanic culture, they fight chickens. It ain't no big deal. I mean, you can go to Puerto Rico. When I was in Puerto Rico, there was an arena there. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a big where, thing. Yes, man. I mean, it was packed, and I wanted to go, but I was going to get stabbed like Bruiser Brody, so I stayed out of there. But uh, but it's just that culture, man. They, they're around it, and they see it, and it doesn't it doesn't affect them or phase them, you know? It's just a way of life. Like, we get up and go to work. They When they had a free time, they went and fought dogs. Yeah. Trained their dogs, fought their, fought their dogs. So, and I just, you know, I can appreciate him. So I was so mad at him for so long. Like, and it got to the point to where the fans was tired of him. You know, they was tired of him too. And we, I think the last season that he played with us, we were like seven and nine. But he still rushed for over a thousand yards. But I remember him walking off the field and everybody booing him. And now I remember him shooting the crowd birds when he was walking through the tunnel. And I was like, man, he's lost. Like, he's just lost. Like, you know, that's, that's the best way to describe and, it. And that's when, and that's when he went to jail. Like he, that was the last time he played football in a Falcons uniform that year. Yeah, he was sentenced in '07 to uh, three years in jail, but spent 21 months behind bars. Yeah, and I think it was a federal prison. Yeah, yeah, he went. He had uh, state charges, and then he had federal. They 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 tacked a RICO charge on it, man, yeah, because of the interstate. That Joker could have been in jail for thirty years. Like he could have went to jail for twenty for I think it was uh, Fed and ten for state. 
So he he was looking at a a max thirty year prison sentence, and uh, man, I, I couldn't believe it. Unlike Slapper Dak, he spent twenty one months in jail and came back, missed two entire NFL seasons, oh six and oh seven, and the Eagles signed him, and everybody was pissed, man. Yeah, everybody it was huge protest. Yeah, huge protest. Um, but he backed up. The starting quarterback in 09, but one comeback player of the year in 2010, basically mic dropping after not playing for two years in the league in 2010, he comes back, has his best passing completion of 62.6%, record throwing 3,018 yards and a career high 21 touchdowns, and his Passer rating for that year, 100.2. Yeah. You know, I think one of my biggest disappointments as a Falcons fan was when he came back as an Eagle and he played and he played in Atlanta. I believe it was in Atlanta. I know it was in Atlanta. And everybody was cheering. They had Michael Vick jerseys on. And I'm like, no, man. He, 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 he decimated our franchise. Not to mention what Bobby Petrino did. That sorry bastard. But, but people were just – like they they just welcomed him back like it wasn't no big deal, you know. And, uh, and I'm like, man, you take a look at the take a look at what happened to our franchise. Yeah. Look at what he decimated us to. I had so many like this is me personally. Had so many Michael Vick rookie cards. Like I man, I was spending money I didn't have, to, and I still have them. They ain't worth shit now. But if he would have kept his nose clean, and, uh, and when I say this man was the Michael Jordan of football, like he would have been the Michael Jordan of football. He would have broke rushing records and passing records that wouldn't nobody would have ever touched. Nobody would have came close to his rushing records. When he when he first got into the league, he hired Michael Smith, who was a certified financial planner, and he worked with him from '03 to '05, and basically set up this framework so that he could have generational wealth. Like he could have just helped everybody that came after him, and they estimated at the time. He had a net worth of a hundred million, or would have had a net worth of a hundred million, like you said, by the time he retired, if he had stayed, kept yeah. his nose clean. However, in just three short years, by two thousand eight, he was twenty million in the red, in debt, in debt, man. Had to file bankruptcy. In oh eight, he filed Chapter eleven, and it was a series of bad investments, jail time, overspending, and basically all the lawsuits that came from that. On one of his piece of properties that he had. Um, they had a small house that had a swimming pool in it, or not inside of it, but it had a swimming pool. And then in the back lot of the property was uh, multiple buildings that were spray painted black. Where and then there was kennels on the property. They fought the dogs in those in those uh, pits. They had pits in that in those that black building. Uh, treadmills for the dogs to run on. Uh, kennel man, like it was like elaborate set up if you were going to do this and it be legal this was like the taj mahal of training dogs like there's nothing better to train your dog to fight than what they had they had it all and one of the other things that really got him uh was that really shined a really bad light on him is when he actually uh, admitted to killing some of the dogs that did not fight well they would either shoot these dogs right on the spot they would drown these dogs in a garbage can or a, like a tub or like a there was a like a plastic tub they would drown them in, or the worst part is they would hang them, and then they would take a car battery charger and electrocute them to death. And he admitted to doing these things like it was like, you know, I wasn't no big deal, you know. And that's the thing that. Imagine if your job did that, if you didn't perform. <laughs> Shit, I'd have been dead about 25 years ago. The bad thing is, when it happened and they were protesting him coming back to Philly, somebody made the comment, he would have been better to, all, better to he would have been better off killing somebody. Yeah, he would have. I think Warren Sapp even said that. He said he would have spent less jail time and been treated more fairly if he would have killed somebody. Like Ray Ray Lewis, is that what somebody said? Is that what you supposed to say? I saw your lips go. Or OJ Simpson. Let's just call it like it is. So I mean, a knife's a knife. It is. Knife, knife, knife. However you want to say it. 
it's still it, it still cuts the same. So cuts like a knife. I just don't understand. Like I just don't understand. Like we, it's just because we grew up different. We had different. We had a different upbringing. We had different parents, and it, it, and I think that's the thing. I've told this story before. You know, lady I worked with married just way below her level, and I was like, man, I was talking to somebody. Why the hell can't he keep a job? And she just looked at me. And she said, you know how your parents got up and went to work? His didn't. That's I it. was like, he doesn't know the example. I was like, monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. Um, I I really hated it. I I hated it the way that all shook out, and I hated the way that it ended up. Didn't he sign? He, wasn't he with Fox or That's somebody? who he's with now. Yeah, he's he's with still Fox with him, now. does a morning yeah. show. With yeah. Him. Okay. Yeah. He's on Sundays. Like, there's the big 12 o'clock. Fox NFL countdown. He's a pre one to that. So yeah, he's I watched you on there. So and he's still man. He's gonna carry that stigma. He's still gonna take shit. Um, He was just on TV. uh, You know what? This past weekend, what I was Philly was playing. It was Philly playing. I forgot. Anyways, it was a night game and it was Thursday night game. And he was up in the up in the suites. And I I think the announcer made a dig at him. Took a dig at him. So I mean, some people are just never gonna let it go. I mean, same way with Pete Rose. Like, they're not going to let it go. I mean, Pete Rose didn't kill any dogs, but he tell you to put, where to put your money. That's right. Um, Speaking of which. Did you know he played with the Jets and the yeah, Steelers? He signed a 12-month contract with the Steelers, and he signed with the Jets after Philly, I think either, like, the backup's backup or he was practice squad. He got Shit, a, I, I would sign him to league minimum, make him practice squad quarterback. Damn, well, look. He when he went to Philly, he made ten million uh, a restructure a restructure one year contract for ten, and then after that he bounced to the Jets. Which honest to God, I don't even remember him playing with the Jets. But he signed a one year five million. That's fifteen million dollars. Give me fifteen million dollars, and then like you said, he signed a league minimum one year with uh steel with the Steelers. Heater. How'd you feel about that, Hater? <laughs> just message us later. <laughs> so, I, I I totally forgot that he played with the Steelers too. So, um, just such a waste of talent, man. Yep, that's the Golly. biggest thing, man. Like it, not could have been, could have, would have, should have. Cream of the crop, like the best ever, and uh, and it just didn't happen. Didn't manifest. He's uh, he, he didn't make me nervous. So he carried that. He didn't carry that ball like a loaf of bread. What's he the- carried that thing out there. What's like the, what's like the, a hot coal. What's the saying about potential? Isn't there some, there's a good saying about potential. It's coming to mind. George Bobo. Son, yeah. you got a lot of potential. You know what that means? No, sir. What does that mean? You ain't done fucking shit yet. There it is. I mean. There it is. And there's yeah. Copenhagen all over you and the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he didn't really like to tuck his Copenhagen anywhere. He just liked it to spread. His total stats, uh, kind of take a look at some of the stuff and just remind you, you know, he's one, two, three, four, five, six, and then he was out two years in prison, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 years in the league. He amassed, um, is that right? Yeah, 22,464 passing yards and 133 touchdowns with a passer rating of 80.4. And then rushing, he amassed 6,109 rushing yards, averaging four yards a carry with 36 touchdowns rushing. That's impressive, man. And you just got to think, one year he was injured, uh, and then his first year he only he didn't play. He played eight games. Yeah. And then 2003 he only played five games uh, because he had an injury. I mean, dude, he just – it's all right there, man. He could have been the greatest of all time. And, and maybe what it is is maybe he was the guy to take the fall for some of these other young guys. To He's the story that needs to be told to keep these other guys from doing the dumb shit that they do. Well, but the good thing that – and that's one thing i got to give him credit. Any of the articles that I've read and everything else, he's not shying away from the story, and he's trying to put himself out there in the hopes that other kids like that, these ones that are coming in the league to get so much stuff thrown at them, it goes back to what Arlo said. I think last week we were talking about it. You don't, you don't need that many cars. Like you don't need all that stuff. And and he's he seems to be a voice of reason, trying to tell him, keep your head on straight. Don't do anything stupid. You know. I mean, he's he's embracing what he did. I'm gonna make a guess on who to, who pulled him to the side and tried to talk to him. 
I'm going to say it was Dan Reeves. If I had to guess. I was thinking either that or Beamer. Yeah. I was thinking the head coach from Virginia Tech may have been the one that pulled him aside and said, hey. Because he, he was really big on Beamer. Wasn't Dan Reeves born in Rome, Georgia? I think he was. He was from Rome, Georgia, or Calhoun. He's got to tie to Shep Dog, and Shep told the story one time. Shep's mom and Dan grew, went to high school together. So wherever she grew up, it's in Georgia. I don't know if it was Rome or not. but um, And they, they kept in touch, and so that's how Shep was a big, long-time Denver, Denver fan. fan yeah. Because when he went to Denver, he would send her hats and jerseys and, and stuff like that. And so Shep he, was like – He had the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so then um, – and that's a whole other story, but – yeah, I mean, I would say a safe bet would be either of those two, but yeah. you're probably right. Beamer may be the one. Uh, that, if I was going to be a bet man, because he used to always refer to him as being like a father figure. Yeah. That's why he was so big, because people actually were kind of shocked that he stayed in state and went to Virginia Tech, but I think that was one of those relationships that just kind of, it just clicked for mm-hmm. him, and he just really latched yeah. on to him. And he was a homeboy. Too. Like, he's a mama's boy, too. Like, he didn't want to be away from his family. And I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, I remember this this story being told, uh, like, when 99X was a radio station here in Atlanta. A guy called in. They were like, well, your strangest encounters with a with a celebrity. And so this guy called in. He goes, I work for Rooms to Go. And he said, and we had got this humongous order we had to deliver. He said it was huge. Like, we were furnishing an entire house. And we're like, who in the hell has bought all this furniture? They go to Sugarloaf Golf Course. Like, I, 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 I shudder to even think what the houses cost over there in that area at that time. But you say, what, maybe $2 million houses, $5 million, $10 million houses? You know, tell them what they are now. They pull up, and there's these cars, like, all over the place. Like, it's like a barbecue. People everywhere. Like, cribs. Yes, yes. <laughs> Like, but they weren't nice cars. They were just cars everywhere. And they pull up, and Michael Vick had went to rooms to go because he thought that was just the nicest place to go get furniture and furnished his entire sugar house on Sugarloaf Golf Course with, at rooms, for the rooms, rooms to, go. to go. And the guy's like, I can't. He's like, this guy's got all this money. And like, he goes to rooms Filthy to go. rich. And he's <laughs> furnishing his house rooms to go. No, not the rooms to go. No knock on rooms to go, but but if you a if you a sixty three million dollar man, you ain't buying no shit at the rooms to go. <laughs> You're going to Haverty's. You're going to Haverty's. Ethan Allen, son. Yeah, dog. <laughs> You're getting a custom made. Now, my <laughs> innocuous uh, celebrity encounter. It was probably about this time one night on like a random ass Thursday when Sports Authority in Kennesaw was still open, and I was closing. Man, this smoking hot chick walked by, and she grinned, and I was like, dang, yum, I'm going to see what she's looking after. She was following this long-haired, hippie-looking son of a bitch. He had hair down that past his ass, and I was like, what in the fuck is he smoking? <laughs> so I turned, we had a, I worked in team sports, and so we had a baseball aisle. At the end of that was all the baseballs you could ever imagine, National League, American League, and then we had all the bats and batting gloves and gloves and shit like that. So I come out of that, and I take a right headed to the weight equipment, and I'm watching her walk, and I'm like, dear God, that may be the prettiest woman I've ever seen in person. That old long-haired hippie turned around and looked dead at me. It was fucking Travis Tritt. Really? Yes. Uh, <laughs> he said, y'all got any microwaves? No, he looked at me, and he goes, is there anybody back here working? And I said, yes, sir, there is. What do you need? And he said, my, and he stopped, and he goes, buddy, need some workout equipment. We just moved, and I was like, oh. Okay, well, let me know what you want. He said, I want two of them and one of them. And I said, so let me go get somebody because I ain't doing all that shit by myself. <laughs> so what's bad is at the time, I probably weighed about 30 pounds less because poor college kid was eating off the $2 menu at Wendy's. <laughs> so me and another guy, the same size, we went back there and our store manager figures out what's going on. And he comes back there and he goes, you think you two scrawny asses going to be able to load all this up? And I said, hell, he can wait. Yeah. <laughs> so we get a flat bed dolly and we're rolling that shit out he goes and gets his truck a fucking purple flare side f-150 and that's right after it come out that if you hit those f-150s in the side they would catch fire the guy the guy that was helping he was from uh pennsylvania 
and he never missed a beat. He's picking one into that. He goes, you know what just boggles my mind, sir? And he goes, what, son? He said, a man of your stature. Obviously, she loves you. You're riding around in a damn fire hazard. (laughs) (laughs) What did he say to He started horse laughing. He goes, son, that may be the funniest thing anybody's ever said to me. He goes, he goes, well, good. And he put, he had tucked his uh, uh, debut album CD in his back. He goes, yeah. do you mind signing this? He said, hell no, I don't mind signing that. Here, give me that. You got a Sharpie? He goes, yep, just happen to have one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, uh, it's amazing how you can have an experience with somebody like that, and you had a good story to tell. And I think a lot of times you can run into somebody like that. And I had a good experience you, with you Chipper. You don't have a good experience at all. I had, Chipper and Klesko. You're the only Not person. Not Klesko. Chipper came in early one morning when we first opened. There was nobody there. And then it started getting around. He was there. And so we left him alone. Yeah. And I bet at the time we probably had two dozen National League baseballs. And I went and just grabbed one, put it in my yeah. pocket. We were out. Y'all got any more? No, nope, we out, dude. So he gets done. And... um this guy comes back there and he had grabbed like six baseballs and I was like, "You're the reason people he don't hate. sign." Yeah. Yep. And so after it was over, he had forgotten something. He went. We had an older gentleman working the gun counter, and he had gone over. That was the year they won the. They swept the pennant, and they were waiting on the uh, World Series to start. And he was going to Texas to hunt. And he just lived. Hell, I would drive by his house over there in Kennesaw, going home. And um, but anyway. So he's getting ready. He'd left something. I just walked over there. I said, look, man, I said, I don't want to bother you. I said, I really don't. I said, I know you're leaving. I said, I know you stayed here way longer than you should have. I said, but I got one baseball. I said, do you mind signing it? I said, again, it ain't going to hurt my feelings. He said, no, man, here. And he signed it gave it back to me. I went up there with a chipper ball. Chipper Jones signed ball and paid $8. Rang at something. You still have it? Yeah. Good. Yeah. But uh, now the one that pissed me off was Mark Wohler's. Oh, really? He came in on a damn Saturday of all things to buy a golf glove. I'm like, dude, you could have bought this at the fucking pro shop. They probably have better ones at the pro shop. And little kids. I mean, little kids. Not peckerhead dads or yeah. teenage boys. I mean, little kids. Mr. Wolders, will you sign this? No, I ain't got time for you. And I was like, you know what? I hope really? you didn't get in a car wreck. You know what? That reminds me of Bryce Harper. He, when just, he was playing he, minor league ball, yeah. and he pulled that shit. Where yeah. was there? Yeah, I got heat. He, uh, I told him, I said, I said, it's cool. I said, I don't know about even here know who you are, but me. And I, I know that kind of like, I guess that played on it. Cause I had one of Tyler's batting gloves. My son, he was like playing little league or whatever. And I tried to get him to sign. I knew they were coming. And so I had that glove and I asked him, I said, would you mind signing this, uh, batting glove for my son? He's, he's a big fan. And he goes, I'm trying to work out. I just want to finish my workout. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you was just sitting on this recumbent bike playing on your phone. I didn't know you were doing anything. <laughs> and I said, that's cool. Ain't nobody in here know who you are but me. And I went back to the counter, and, like, he looked at me. Because I guess he didn't know that I worked there. Right. <clears throat> and I just went and worked with a bunch of kids uh, at Annie K. Davey about working out, being healthy. I had on my Brave shirt. And uh, I guess he just thought I was, like, a guy in the gym. But I was back behind the counter, and, he came up to me, and he was, and he was super nice, and he signed a glove, and then he, like, took a picture with me. But he was like, man, I'm sorry if I was rude. And I was like, dude, I get it. I was like. And that was my thing with Chipper. If he had been like, no, man, I ain't got time, yeah. I'd have been like, I understand. You've been here for, he was probably there 45 minutes. Yeah, don't snap at me being an 18-year-old kid, though. I don't care if you are a bonus baby. Yeah. You did sign a $12 million contract, and I'm up here. I just want my damn gloves signed. I'm like Travis Tritt. I just want to put some rice in my microwave. We find out, yeah, we found out. <laughs> He had hired two new bodyguards, and he had moved into Kenny Rogers' old house over there in Marietta. And uh, the bodyguards didn't have any weights to lift. And he was like, well, y'all ain't going to sit your fat asses around and get fat. Yeah. And so, by God, he – and that's when he was – Tripp did. And that's when he was married. for his bodyguards. That's when he was married to that. I think he still married her, Hawaiian Tropic model. She got him. Maybe so. You know, my uh, good friend, Marion Merritt – is Travis Tritt's cousin, and they grew up together. Like they're like brothers. So they, and if you look at a picture of Marion and look at a picture of Travis, like you can tell they're they're like they were very they're very close. So it's cool. That's a name. That's a blast from the past. It right is. There, isn't Mary, it? did yeah. you know Marion yeah. was was Travis's I did cousin? Not know that. Sure is. Yep. Sure we used is. to have some good times. Good old times over there on the Cracker Neck the, Cracker Neck Road. At the, so. at that place. Ooh. There was a lot of brain cells killed on World Record. <laughs> That's why I can't remember what podcasts we're supposed we to do. We can remember when I where we lost stuff. them. I can tell you that. Yeah. We can definitely remember where we lost them. 
Well, gentlemen, Michael Vick, uh, I, I, I was not going to bring this up, but I just like scrolled and saw it. And a guy too. Um, do you guys remember the Ron Mexico incident? No, no. Uh-uh. <sighs> you don't remember people getting Falcons jerseys with number seven and Mexico on the back? Well, let me refresh your memory. On March 2005, Sonia Elliott filed a civil lawsuit against Michael Vick, alleging she cl- she contracted genital herpes from him in autumn of 2002, and that he failed to inform her that he had the disease. Elliott further alleged Vick had visited clinics under an alias Ron Mexico to get treatment, thus knowing of his condition. On April 24th of 2006, Vick's attorney revealed that the lawsuit had been settled out of court in an undisclosed uh, terms. Many fans bought the NFL jersey with Michael Vick's number seven with the name Mexico added on the back. The NFL later banned customizing jerseys with the name Mexico on it. I bet you could still get one today. They oh, I, got you I know a dude that can get one like right now. So It might be here in six months, but we can get it. We can get it. <laughs> Y'all want the old red ones? It might smell like pickles, but when it gets here, it's cool. You got one, smell so like pickles. <laughs> I don't know, dude. That shit comes from China. Smells like pickles when it comes <laughs> in. It smells like cancer. If cancer had a smell, that's it. That's whatever it is on the clothes. So, okay, so we're gonna jump in uh, and do our picks tonight. We're gonna go over the board real quick. Uh, it looks like uh, Arlo and myself have pulled neck and neck. I don't even know how that happened. Uh, cousin Johnny. Is uh, cousin he's down Johnny's in the dump. He's in bit. the basement. He's a fucking uh, Arkansas. Fucking Arkansas, dude! Tell me about it. Tell me about it. I'm I'm pissed at y'all. Yeah, pissed. Yeah, yeah you should, I was like, are you kidding me? Um, again, um, one of our listeners, Caleb Covington, he suggested that the loser take a tuna shot. Oh, I saw that. A tuna salad shot. What is a tuna salad? Okay, so so elaborate. He's saying that probably the size of that coffee, about half that coffee cup. We can do it in the shot glass. It's gonna be some tuna, some mayonnaise. So it's tuna juice, okay? Chilled tuna juice and squirt of mayonnaise. We got to do the rim with black pepper, or we can do obey. I think black pepper would probably be fair because I'm gonna throw up either one. It is. (laughs) Uh, So it's cold tuna with a squirt of mayonnaise with a pepper, black pepper rim, just a shot of tuna, shoot it on down. He's better than nine percent beers we were talking about the other day. I will survive that, but he said uh, if it's too tough for us, then we could use one of them IPAs for a chaser. <laughs> and I said I like the cut of your jib, sir, and I'm going to suggest it. So, so whoever uh, loses at the end of the season, I uh, think that's fair. I think it's fair. We'll do it. We'll do the old tuna salad shot. Do the tuna salad shot with a IPA chaser. Fair. It's fair. All it's right. Fair. It's done. All right. It's written in stone. Yep. Right underneath so the tenth said, commandment. So it be done. Right under the tenth commandment. Number Pickle 11. juice shot. Um, this week's picks. Arlo, run them down. We got Notre Dame and Ohio State, Bama, Ole Miss, Colorado, Oregon, Broncos, Dolphins, Steelers, Raiders, Browns, Titans, and then of course our lovely upset picks. All right. So here we go. Starting it off. Notre Dame, Ohio State. I'm going with Ohio State. Yeah, I'm gonna have. I cannot. I cannot. It's. It, it's. They're. They're close. Like they're behind Florida. First, I will never. As a guy, me and cousin Johnny work with, I'd pull for the damn Taliban <laughs> before I pull for Tennessee. That's a fact. So Tennessee's number one. Florida's number two. Auburn's probably three. Notre Dame's probably four. But anyway, I'm gonna go with cousin Johnny on the Ohio State. Okay, I'm gonna go with Ohio State myself. Which means if y'all are betting, go with Notre Dame. Anyway, all right. Bama, Ole Miss, 3.30 kickoff <laughs> in Tuscaloosa. This Bama is, is seven-point favorites. This is a tough one, y'all. This is a tough one. I'm going to go with Ole Miss. Hotty toddy. You going Ole Miss? Shake your I, body? I, I personally think that... Bama is going to pull this one out. I just they've struggled these past couple of weeks, and I think there's been some closed practices. I have a feeling that there was Saban, a players only meeting that Sunday morning. I think we've had a. I think they're going to come out, and and unfortunately for Kiffin and Ole Miss, he may break one off in them. And I hope this is one of those where he tells all the sport, all the all the betting, 
you know, all that conspiracy that we talk about with them calling and trying to cover spreads, everything oh, else. I hope God, he yeah. just, I hope, I, I think Saban's going to break one off and, and prove that they are who they are. So you're going Bama? I'm going Bama. I'm going Bama. I think Ole Miss, I think this is their one. This like, is their Eminem shot. said, this, there's a vomit on your sweater already, mom's spaghetti. It's your one shot. You got to do it right now. Yeah. Because they ain't going to be bad next year. No. I think Alabama's an identity crisis right now. Well, and I heard but a it great will get fixed. point, and, and nobody wants to talk about this, and I actually talked about it Friday night, the high school football game I went to. And like you talked about the Braves, now it's when you want to struggle. Yes. Now it's when you want to find the chinks in the armor. Right. Now it's when you want to have to come back from Missouri at Missouri. Mm-hmm. Because after that game, boys, you ain't getting another shot. No. And I'm like you, Bama's biggest thing right now, for the first time since he's been there, there's no clear-cut quarterback. Nope. I think Milrow kind of established himself as he's going to be our – we're going to ride or, die, ride with or die with it. Yeah. Okay. But the other big thing is kind of like what's happening at Georgia. There's no stud. There is no defensive stud. There's just – it's by committee now. And he used to always have that stud. And he had two or three behind that stud. Right. That were damn good. Okay, and that's just not happening. And it's hard pill for them dumbasses in Tuscaloosa to understand. But y'all have to understand all these dumb shits. And I, I'll even go as far as Tennessee. They want Hypo fired. I'm like, you are relevant for the first time. And you want him fired. And you want him fired. You're going to fire Nick Saban? Who the fuck you bringing in? I remember the days as a lowly Georgia fan when we just hoped we could beat Tech to get into a fucking bowl game. Yeah, mm-hmm. the I'll Belks take, Bowl. I'll take ten and two. <laughs> you, you got somebody in a, and if they ran somebody like Nick Saban off, that's going to be like the curse of the Bambino man. Who who would want to come in and take that job over if you ran Saban out of town? Ain't no it, way in hell I would. You wouldn't would? want to, but you know as well as I do, they're going to find somebody and pay them the right amount of money, and they're oh, going to yeah. bridge that gap, and that person's just going to take it on the chin because you know what? They're going to go to the bank. Hi, my name's Rob. West, and I will be available. My dad, my dad, oh, hey, old Ron, we're going to have some crawfish yeah. down in yeah. Tuscaloosa. That girl over there with that bikini on the beach, I'm not they going there no more. They said, go, a uh, bad dude is, we're going to fire you, but we're going to give you $7 million. I said, well, we know you want me to go out of <laughs> He said, take it, take it easy on that cigar boy. <laughs> All right, so I didn't know I could do that. That's, That's pretty good. good. It was really good. That's really good. So just act like you got a mouthful of marbles. Yeah. You're all right. My and heart, throat so, cancer. And throat cancer at the same time. Colorado, Oregon. I'll tell go out on a limb. They're going to cover, boys. Oregon's about to beat the brakes off of Colorado. Time for y'all to wake up. Cinder- y'all had a good hey, couple of weeks. The but- clock has struck 12. Cinderella, you better get your ugly ass back home. <laughs> Across the board, we're going to Oregon? Yes. yes, sir. And I hate the – I'm not a Bo Nix fan, but he is about to light that second year up. Yeah. He is. They they don't they're they're going to absolutely go up against the best offense that, that they've seen yet and and they don't have an answer for it I don't care what you say he's slowly building an SEC caliber defense out there he is slowly yeah. dude give him two years get out of here uh now we shift gears to the NFL yeah we're not touching a lot of them SEC games on purpose uh oh, this is gonna be tough I got some hard I picked some hard ones I Broncos think. Dolphins I'm taking the fans. Yeah, I, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to go fans too. Um, I just he's not it in in the Broncos. No, and Sean Payton hates him, dude. Yeah, he does. Well, I'm I'm you know I have nowhere to go but up, so we'll go ahead and stick with the uh, the Broncos. We've been talking about Elway earlier. I was a Broncos fan growing up, so we'll we'll go. So you with are it. taking the Broncos. I'm going to take the Broncos. Man, I got rid of Peter the Dolphin. <laughs> I can't believe I got rid of Peter. Steelers Raiders. Uh, I'm going with uh, the Steel Curtain. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Steelers. I think the Raiders are just still the Raiders, man. They are. Listen, there's a guy I work with, and he's he's a diehard Steelers fan, and he said that was one of the toughest picks for him. He that he Steelers is who I'm gonna have to go with. Yeah, I know that they've been struggling a little bit, but I cross the board on that one too, Steelers. Damn, y'all. Well, the only one so far we ain't agreed on is Bama Ole Miss. I know. This ain't going to help me get ahead, boys. Browns, Titans. That's the whole plan, Cousin Johnny. Well, listen, I'll go ahead and be the first one to tell you right here. We lost, I mean, the Browns lost Chubb, and that, that's awful. That meme you put out about the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> he went off, yeah. He stole y'all's damn money. Yeah, he did. He sure enough did. I'm going Titans. Oh, see, my thing is what I was building up to. I got to go with the Browns, and the whole reason is I cannot go 
for any team in Tennessee. I'm I think, just sorry. If Tennessee's in the name, I can't root for you. I think the Browns is still going to be a good football team. I think they. I think when Nick got hurt, it kind of deflated the balloon during that game because they were moving the ball well, playing well, and he was the reason they were doing it. But uh, Kareem Hunt's back in the lineup, fellas, and I think the Browns will be okay. All right, so that's the only two. I'm a, I'm on an island, and you're on an island for one of them. Everybody else across the board. All right, upset picks. You said your upset pick game was Colorado State and Middle Tennessee State. Who are you going with? I'm going to go with Colorado. I'm going to switch. I'm going to switch it. I'm going to go with uh, Auburn over Texas A&M. Oh, oh, just totally went the dot. Yeah. Opposite way. Auburn over A&M. Yeah, because I obviously want to drink a pickle or a, a – Tuna salad. Tuna salad shots. Well, mine is uh, Purdue, Wisconsin. It's a six thirty or I think it's six thirty kickoff because they're an hour behind. It may be a seven thirty, but they're in West Lafayette. I'm going with the Boilermakers. West Lafayette. Well, I'm gonna have to go out on a limb on this one. No, not really. <laughs> uh, Clemson, Florida State. I think Clemson is going to shock it. They're going to get them. Clemson's been struggling. You talk about a team trying to find an identity, talking about a coach taking it on the chin. Clemson definitely has <laughs> nah, been taking it. Any, anywhere. I mean, it's it, multiple places. Shoulders. I'm just pleased that you didn't go for some water polo uh, tournament. Well, you know, somewhere. they're um, off this week. They're off this week, so I couldn't find I'm going to pick one. the competition cheer team of. <laughs> Don't put it above me now. You are I mean, never. Listen, if I continue to live in the basement, y'all have no idea how bad these fucking picks will get towards the end of you're this. You're only two behind. Yeah, yeah, you're, acting like, like, you're acting no. like you're about dead. But no. no, the problem is all of us are agreeing, so I have no room to keep making I'm, any I'm room tell, going up. Get, just give me a couple of weeks. I'll, I'll listen, get them back down there I'm where I belong. y'all know ahead of time, if there's any reason that it is a sealed deal at, at the bottom, y'all better tune in because this is going to be some bullshit picks. <laughs> Man, Colgate. I, We're going with Colgate over yep. Harvard. Yep. I just, uh, I hope and pray that uh, everybody has a good week and you enjoy your, uh, you enjoy your football weekend. And uh, we're going to leave it with uh, this.